Call to order the regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for Monday, January 28, 2019. Let the record show that the meeting started at six minutes after five. No need to record that the, the lateness was due to the fact that Warren Ford wasn't present. <laughs> nice try. Any additions, Mr. Parker, to the agenda? Yes, we have one, Your Worship. Uh, it's a in-camera FOIC uh, Division Two exceptions to disclosure, uh, Section 17 disclosure harmful to personal uh, privacy personnel. Okay. Thank you. Uh, any any deletions? There are none, Your Worship. Are there two additions or just the one? Just the one. Uh, oh, sorry. So we have two in-camera items or just one? There's two. Okay. Uh, there's no deletion, so I will entertain a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Ms. Downing, all in favor? The minutes of the January 14, 2019 regular council meeting. Any, any uh, additions, deletions, modifications, clarifications, etc. Your Worship, uh, just trying to find my <clears throat> trying to find my spot in the minutes here, but I do recall uh, motion 19010020, and there's a councillor's name missing from that. Other than that, I'm okay with the minutes and would recommend that we adopt them. Motion 19-01-020, it's the bottom of page 6 of 173. I think I made that motion. Are you sure? Not totally, but I think so. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. Let's go. <laughs> I think this is a case of finding a, finding a guilty. Uh, but if we could insert a name there, I would uh, suggest that we adopt them with that one amendment. Actually, I think it was Councillor Downing. Oh. I can yeah, fair oh, you can go back to the, uh, the verbal comments. <laughs> okay. Anything else? So we can uh, have a motion to adopt the agenda as amended to reflect the proper council for motion. Zero or nineteen zero one zero two zero. Well, I, I think I have okay. such a motion on the floor, Your Worship, but I can say it again. I would recommend or suggest that we adopt uh, uh, the minutes as presented with the one correction on motion 1901-020. Are there any public hearings? There are none, Your Worship. Uh, any presentations to be had today? There are none, Your Worship. Uh, I see that we have two bylaws. Bylaw 2041, the utility rate bylaw, and bylaw 2042, the solid waste bylaw. Excuse me, Your Worship, the uh, press and rear panel. Uh, yes, hi. Hi. Yeah, I'm Mac Olson uh, with the Smoke River Express in Calera. Oh, okay. I just have a couple of minutes of your time. Uh, okay. Unless it's, unless it's out of order. <laughs> Uh, it is out of order, but you can have a couple of minutes of our time. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to introduce myself to you. Why don't you let them 
Yeah, so, um, no, uh, just to let you know, um, we are expanding our coverage. We're based in Tulare, a weekly, weekly newspaper published every Wednesday. We are in the process of expanding our coverage to Peace River, as well as to other areas of uh, Peace Country. Um, I have had meetings with your CAO, uh, Autumn, and your fire chief. Um, already put in a story about the fire chief's uh, total uh, calls for service in 2018, excluding uh, northern, northern, uh, county, northern county northern lights. Uh, and I'm planning to uh, provide as much coverage to your council as I can. Okay, great. Um, I won't. I understand you've got two meetings, uh, the first, second, and fourth weeks of the fourth Mondays of the month. I'm going to try. Be here for your Monday meeting or your first meeting, but but that's going to be uh, a bit tight because we've also got our own council meetings down down in our area. Um, and I also I should also mention that I am a councillor for the village of Dock, so so that just so that that's clear that there's no uh, I do wear two hats and but I'm able to maintain the uh, the uh, division of, of both uh, responsibilities very well. And your name was? Yeah, Mac Olson. Mac Olson, okay. Yeah. And your, uh, and what's the newspaper? Yeah, it's the South Peace News. South Peace News. Yeah. So, uh, so I uh, look forward to working with you and your council. Um, I will. Uh, uh, this is a. This is a. It's going to be a little bit of a process to get things going. I'm only starting to get contacts in that in Peace River now. Are providing coverage of like school events. Uh, uh, Jason Kenny's event here uh, on Friday, uh, things like that. But, and I'm uh, working with the schools to do a weekly new a weekly school news page with them. They're rotating. Uh, they'll they'll rotate with uh, our our schools. Uh, we'll put in a weekly page about the kids being uh, the reporters themselves and what what their schools are doing. Okay. Okay. So, um, if you have any uh, questions or concerns, uh, Autumn's got my contact information, so just to give me a shout whenever, whenever you want to. And you normally work out of Tulare? Yes. Does that mean that half your newspaper will be in French? Uh, no, but we do uh, we do take uh, French uh, French uh, articles for submission. Yeah. Okay. And we do. Yeah, we 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 also cover uh, the Saint Isidore Winter Carnival. We cover their events as well, Napa. So, yeah, no, I, I feel well, dep the deputy mayor is actually our official translator. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe that. Um, question for you so, does that mean your newspaper will be on newsstands in town? Yeah, actually, I was up here today to, uh, oh, sorry. Oh. Yeah, I was up here today to start uh, seeking distributors. We've got a few lined up so far, and hopefully, more in the future. So. Uh, no, we're a big part of this is we are expanding for more revenues and uh, also provide coverage to this uh, community. Um, I'm hoping that this will, will be able to get put out bigger papers, uh, make a truly a regional paper for the peace country. That's my intention with it. Uh, we do have one other paper or one other reporter. Uh, he's also going to be doing some stuff within uh, uh, Northern Sunrise County. Um, he's 
We've also got an advertising manager uh, in our office. Uh, we're three people. Um, we also have an online uh, edition that we're uh, put out, uh, SmokeRiverExpress.com. Um, we've also got a YouTube channel uh, Smoke River, for Smoke River Express. Uh, Twitter, uh, we don't really use Facebook anymore, but we do. We are on those others as well. Great. Well, thanks, Mike. So, I do thank you for your time. I look forward to working with you. Welcome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bylaw 2041, Utility Rate Bylaw. Good evening, Your Worship Council. Uh, before you is a request for decision regarding the uh, Utility Rate Bylaw. Uh, during the 2019 Budget Deliberations Council incorporated the administration's recommendation the current water rates be increased from 498 to 540 per cubic meter, an increase of uh, 42 cents or 8.4%. This change reflects Council's direction to move water, wastewater, to a cost recovery model and that the increases required to fund the significant capital requirements of the water and sewer system is estimated to be in the excess of $60 million over the next five years. Bylaw 2041 is a bylaw that repeals and consolidates bylaws 1911 and 2020 to reflect the change of the consumption and uses charges, um, water and sewer to 540 per cubic meter, the consumption use of the co-ops existing outside the municipal boundaries to 380 per cubic meter, and increasing the monthly uh, charge to $7.67. This new rate would come into effect February 16, 2019. And it is administration's recommendation that council give first, second, and third readings to bylaw 2041 utility rate bylaws. Questions of Mr. Schramm? <coughs> Questions of Mr. Town? So, what's the new rate for cubic meter? <coughs> Uh, this, uh, the rate will be five dollars and forty cents per cubic meter. Great. In the absence of silence, your worship, I will put a motion on the floor for first reading of bylaw uh, two zero four one. And uh, how much is a how much is a liter of water going for in the in the store these days? It depends on what kind of water you're looking for. Well, uh, <coughs> you're selling it at five cents a liter, five five point four cents a liter, right? Well, but divided by a thousand. Uh, I just bought a, a liter and it was at two eighty nine. There are a million liters in it. Uh, thousand, thousand, thousand liters in a cubic meter. So divide, divide 5.40 by a thousand. So what's that? Half a cent. Half a cent a liter. People are getting a deal because it meets drinking water requirements. So, okay. Any other questions?
Okay, uh, who wants to make the first motion on this? Or we wait until uh, new business? Is that what we need? No. I, I believe I had a motion on the floor. What, and what was your motion? To the first reading? provide first reading bylaw 2041. Okay, all in favor? Anyone want to go to second? All in favor? Anyone want to make a motion to go to to permit third reading? Mr. Good, all in favor? And who wants to make a motion to go to third reading? Mr. Ford, all in favor? Excellent. Solid waste bylaw. Are you doing that, Mr. Schramm, or is Mr. Town going to try and earn his pay here? Uh, yes, we can put it that way, Your Worship. Um, we'll try to get paid by the word tonight, and I'll make this really flowery, and and why residents are getting good value for their money. So I'd like to put a motion on that. <laughs> Before council is a draft updated uh, bylaw, uh, proposed bylaw 2042, which is our municipal solid waste bylaw. And while it has been reviewed and updated over the years, most recently in 2017, which is when we brought in the um, plastic garbage bins that we're using for, for our waste, um, the fees have not been updated um, in at least five years. And that's what staff are here for tonight. That'll be one of the updates within this bylaw. And it'll align with our deliberations and discussions during our 2019 um, budget sessions. So within that operating budget, staff had proposed at the time in council, had approved subject to this bylaw being approved, a $2 increase in monthly garbage and recycling collection fees from $15 to $17 per month. Um, there's a couple reasons for the proposed increase. First, um, expected or contracted waste charges are increasing, and these are known amounts uh, that are known to staff They, when the RFP was issued and GFL submitted. They did have increases within uh, their RFP response. So this increase is to partially offset those types of costs. There's also additional solid waste costs that have been borne by the contractor, um, namely around carbon offset type costs that are partially being passed on to the town. And, and this increase will help us to uh, mitigate that. Again, this is not a, a tax impact, it's a utility uh, type rate. Um, and this is really to keep the cost neutral. Um, it had zero, or it had an impact on the operating budget in 2018. This, this maintains that similar operating impact. Um, so there's no impact to taxes. And it is again recovering for a, an actual cost that is incurred by the town. Um, and then on to the residents. Um, it's also important to note that uh, this was the cost before the town implemented recycling services, which is an additional cost. So, um, you know, that's, that's just something, another factor um, that's an additional service that was provided, and in, in these costs also partially capture those. Within the report, there is information provided looking at our comparables by population. Um, not everyone's the same, so it's, it's not an apples to apples comparison maybe like a granny smith to uh, 
to a nice gala type apple or something like that. Um, but when you look at the, the average cost, um, some of them are as high as $30 per month. The lowest is um, just under $12 per month. Um, and the town at the $15 amount was significantly below the average. And the average for the comparables was $19.87, so just under $20 per month. Um, so even an increase to $17, the, the town is uh, doing quite well in, in terms of its cost constraints and um, having a, a good value for the residents or on behalf of the residents. Um, so staff did do a review of the bylaw, as I mentioned, it had been reviewed back in 2017. So there's only one other housekeeping change, um, which was the identification or change from a part two to a part three ticket. Um, in section 2.24, which is um, goes to the, the enforcement aspect. And then Schedule A is the change. Um, that would impact the rates and fees. So the administration recommendation is that council give first, second, and third reading to bylaw 2042, the municipal solid waste bylaw. Okay. Who wants to make the first motion on this, on this <coughs> rubbish bylaw? I just have one question, in, in, in Mr. Town, in regards to the comparisons from the other municipalities, in regards to total per month, um, in regards to specifically to recycling, do any of these comparables offer the blue bin program, or are they all blue bag program? Or did we look into that? Uh, we didn't go to that level of. Uh, review. We just looked at the cost um, of of the uh, to provide the service, not really what type of service they provided. Okay, because I'm just looking up into the in the numbers like the 2792, the 30, and the 26, or those higher numbers. I'm just wondering if those municipalities do offer the the blue bin recycling program rather than just uh, blue bag. I'm not I'm not certain if they do. But truthfully, I don't know if that blue bin service would. Would you say that's a better type of service provided than the one we do, or because I think just, our, our recycling service is actually pretty good. I know there's a cost to those blue bins, so I'm just wondering if those costs are reflected in in the comparisons. I, I can't say for certain for those municipalities. Like for instance, Peace River, we offer the blue bag. Saint Paul, I see the asterisk there. Um, do not have any recycling services. Um, Wainwright, 2036, like I'd, I'd be interested to know if they offer that, if, if that dollar value is part of that service, especially in the higher numbers. That's something we could find and, and pass along for future information if you'd like. discussed this a couple of times during our budget um, discussions. Greg, I have to say that I found this table a little bit confusing um, because we did have some really high numbers and then still some lower <clears throat> numbers in the use of comparisons. So although I understand or hear what Councillor Ford is talking about with regards to the reason some of those might be a higher cost because they are using a more expensive means of the box versus the bag and I'm not sure whether there is a cost difference but um, 
I, I guess I like better the discussion on this that we are we are looking at collecting what it's costing the the residents of the town of Peace River. That's what we're looking to collect, rather than this comparison, which I find to be a little bit confusing throughout this discussion because we really don't know completely whether we're comparing services or not. So that's just my opinion. <coughs> that's very true. And again, this is just for. Um, I guess council's uh, comfort with any adjustments to the rate and um, I think it just reiterates that the uh, town has received a good value for for the services it provides again when taken at the high level comparison against our, our comparables. Mr. Good. Um, well, the only comment I'd like to make is I think if we take a look over the, the whole period of this council um, I, I think people are quite willing to pay for good service. Um, and for a period of time, the, the service was less than stellar, I guess if you want to put it that way. Um, my personal experience over the last while is that it has certainly stepped up over the past. Though I noticed on Facebook in the last month, month or two, there have been a few kind of rumblings of, of things going on. So are we still monitoring that to make sure that the service level um, is kept high? Yes, it's something that's being actively managed. Um, that's something that the engineering and infrastructure department is uh, responsible for. I know that they spend a lot of time. Um, and quite frankly, the, the the volume of issues and the time that they spend to do it, it's um, pretty significant in terms of some of their operational uh, type um, you know, time elements that they have to endure. Um, and working with the um, provider and I admit, too, um, it was difficult in the past. Uh, last year, they had their vandalism issues and, and whatnot, and we all acknowledge that um, significantly better, and we're determined not to let that um, service uh, sort of you know, degrade again. And I know that they're actively on top of that to make sure it doesn't happen. Appreciate that very much. Thank you. I, uh, I, I, I guess I, uh, my question relates to the, I'm okay with the increase. Uh, I'm familiar with the history when we, we were at $15 before we had curbside service. We brought curbside service in about three years ago. Uh, that $15 never changed. Uh, so uh, residents, I, in my mind, were <clears throat> providing an additional service, i.e. the curbside recycling bag. I would agree with Councillor Good that we have certainly and everyone else on council, we certainly had our challenges about getting garbage on time and getting picked up on Boxing Day and Christmas Eve, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I, I like the discussion. Are we still monitoring uh, our work with GFL? And, that, and hence my question. So when when will our overall contract be up for renewal with GFL? Is it 2020 or 2021, or do we know? Or yeah, I, I want to say there's about just over two years. Okay. And, and then in, in the interim, the way the, the language in our current, okay, that will go with two years. So the language in the current contract allows for some additional costs to be passed on. And that's, this is the, the, the fuel, fuel charge as an example. So that's, that was always in the contract. Is that, is that correct? Um, it's outside of the contract. It's outside the contract. To be, um, honest and again since it's an additional cost that's kind of outside of the contractor's control 
we've worked with them to um, mitigate the impact to them through some cost to the town. So again, it's, it's similar to um, any type of delivery charge. If you're a courier company and rates go up, like fuel goes up, there's a fuel surcharge, that type of concept, and this is similar to that. I do have that answer for Councilor Ford. Uh, they actually have a bag system, and it's uh, actually slightly higher than what is listed here. It's 645 as of May 2019. So, um, and that's the town of Wainwright. How much? So, so there'd be a total of um, just over uh, almost $21 now, and it's a bag system, not a cart. Uh, I'd have to look at each and every. Yeah. yeah, I'd be interested in uh, Coaldale and uh, those other higher numbers just to see if they do do the uh, the blue bin. Okay, can we have a motion on this bill? The fans are all in favor. I'm assuming the appointment for first reading. Who wants to do second reading? Uh, Ms. Downing, I'm in favor. Wants to do uh, motion to go to third reading. Board. Who wants to do third reading? Janita. All in favor. Passed. Okay. Um, go on, finish business. I see. Uh, we're to a new business quest for decision grants to to organizations first quarter submissions. Uh, tonight I'm presenting a request for decision uh, regarding the groups that came and presented on January 19, 2019 at the council meeting. Uh, at this time council was able to question the organizations and get more information as they required. Maybe you could remind us which groups actually showed up. Um, Alberta Pond Hockey. Peace River Swim Club. Did they actually show up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe the Hill Climb came. Yeah. Carnival St. Yeah. Door. They, did, they were. The Hill Climb was not here. Oh, they were here? No. What about the Carnival? Uh, they were not here also. Um, Playland was here. The Playland was here. They're, did they withdraw their application? We. Upon uh, their presentation to council, we, we requested that they resubmit because their presentation was uh, quite different from their application. So we requested to have that clarified. Please. Please. So we have several recommendations. I'm not sure if council wants to go one at a time. Probably we'll to approach this. Uh, why don't you, yeah, just go one at a time. So. So for the Alberta Pond Hockey uh, Administration recommends that council provide $5,000 in funding as requested by Alberta Pond Hockey to assist with costs associated with the hosting of the 2019 Alberta Pond Hockey Championship to be held March 8th to 10th, 2019. And that's how much they asked for too. Is correct. Did they not also ask for um, equipment and stuff like that? Yeah, and that, that usually goes through administration as an aspect. So, so 
so the total that the town actually contributes to the pond hockey or pond hockey is five thousand plus couple thousand yes and I'm not sure how much exactly it is, but we can get that. It varies on whether they're getting the generator, whether there are employees out there. So, yeah, not for right now, but it would be interesting to know that just because it's a contribution that the town does add up. So I don't have to ask my question now. You just asked it. <laughs> The next group is the Peace River Winter Swim Club, and the administration recommends the council provide the $1,870.45 in funding to assist with costs associated with hosting the swim meet scheduled for January 19th to 20th, 2019. When you're doing these, how would you mind um, giving the amount requested and also the amount that we're giving for each one? I don't think that one had the amount that they request compared to what they were. It's I, I may not have heard it, but I yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I usually put in the top one requested. Sorry? Above there where it says uh, Peace River Swim Club, I put in how much they requested, and then in the recommendation is how much. Oh, I'm just saying in, the, in, the, in your verbal. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So they're requesting $1,870.45. That, that doesn't, I, I've gone back and forth. I've not seen that in the request. I saw 1785. Is that what you saw, Deputy Mayor? Well, I thought it was uh, a little fuzzy because they were re requesting some um, fees for, uh, I don't know, lifeguards or something. We need to look back. This amount represents uh, the charge of the, like for the pool, for lifeguards. And all that I got itemized from the uh, pool manager itself. So this would be, this would reflect accurately what um, costs they would have incurred. Okay, so their 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 budget was a little bit they they uh, sort yeah. of uh, okay. Thank you very much. They had a little bit of creep in their presentation. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. There was that extra was light card. Was oh, that's right. Eighteen hundred and seventy-two dollars with forty-five cents. So Anyone going to make a motion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the accounting list. You could just make a motion to accept it for information. Uh, North, the next one was North Peace Performing Arts Festival, and uh, they did actually make a presentation, so go ahead. Uh, the North Peace Performing Arts Festival is requesting that the town uh, provide $5,000 to assist with the festival. A recommendation from uh, administration is that council decline North Peace Festival's request for $5,000 to consider contributing uh, as per the following uh, donor up to $99.99, supporter from $100 to $249.99, friends $250 to $499. Benefactor 500 to 
we had from our previous one. Um, I'm not sure, Tanya, whether this is where this falls in or are you following us at all? We're talking about the music festival, but I'm sorry, I don't mean to catch you off guard. No, you didn't do that at all. Okay, <laughs> thanks. So anyhow, I just feel like maybe we should follow up with this because this is, what year were they in? 26 years. Um, and I know that she did indicate that there was some fiscal issues that were occurring within the organization. I mean, every user, every every community group right now is in that same boat. And that was a consistent message we heard from each and every group that came to council here um, the, the night of those presentations. Um, I, I don't I don't know what to assist groups with in terms of there's a new fiscal reality in the community and we all, ourselves included, um, have to do some readjustments. A as they also stated they were doing, which was very fiscally responsible of yeah, them I agree. to do that. Yeah. Thank you, Your Worship. Okay. Next one. Uh, the next one. The next one is the Mighty Peace Hill Climb. Uh, they're requesting the town be a class sponsor in the amount of $2,500. A recommendation from administration is that council provides $2,500 in funding to assist with the cost associated with hosting the 2019 hill climb to be held February 22nd to 24th, 2019. Okay, I don't have a question, Your Worship, but I would put such a motion on the floor that council provide $2,500 to the Mighty Peace Hill Climb, uh, largely because of the economic benefit that comes to the community and the success that they had with uh, Lyndon Weeks and the Ski Hill in terms of a fundraising project. So I think this is a worthy recipient of $2,500. Okay, Any, anybody else want to debate that point? Good, all in favor? Alrighty, last but not least is the Carnival to say to the door. Uh, they're requesting $1,000 in support for the 2019 Carnival. The administration recommends the council provide $1,000 in funding to assist with the costs associated with hosting the 2019 Carnival de Saint Isidore to be held February 15th to the 17th, 2019. Okay, questions on this one? Okay, motion. Uh, four, 1,000. Yeah. All in favor? Well, thank you, gentlemen. Mr. Schramm for making some hard decisions, weeding out uh, some applications that weren't up to stuff. Good job. So, and is the is the actual um, uh, chart working? Like, is it doing anything for you? Are you talking the, the score uh, chart? The, the score. It's a start, and again, we're going to see what happens with the scoring, and if we could try to determine some type of alignment of the scoring versus actual need. Um, and we're also trying to make sure, not make sure it's slanted to capture true um, economic development and benefits, but that is a factor. And again, just to see, you know, what, what is a good score? Because we don't know what the good scores are yet versus an average score versus a poor score. So I think once we have a few intakes and we're able to refine our work and um, as we did the first one, we kind of noticed some questions weren't as clear as I may have thought. So, um, council may see this policy come before them in the next, uh, I want to say, half year or so that we'll look at, at tweaking, you know, the, the scoring 
just so we could have it really clear on what we're looking for when we're evaluating these. So the short answer is uh, yes, there was some benefit. I think there'll be more benefit as we improve it. Thank you, Mac. Uh, are, is, are the meetings too long for you? No, I'm sorry. I have to run. I got, uh, I'm actually got my own water wastewater for some meetings. So. Anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be here for you for the next one. Sorry. Okay, you can take the price of water back to the <laughs> Excellent. So, next one is a request for decision on the fire department award ceremony. Uh, Your Worship and Council, the uh, Peace River Fire Department and the County of Northern Lights Fire Department's annual award ceremony will be held on February 16th at uh, the Chateau Nova Hotel. This event celebrates the achievements of the past year and recognizes those members who have dedicated considerable time and effort toward their service of their community and their personal advancement in knowledge, skills, experience in the fire service. This is a uh, Council and Your Worship's uh, invitation to attend, if you wish, to uh, support the firefighters in that celebration. So it'll be a award ceremony and a, uh, and a dinner. Okay. And what day of the week is this? It's a uh, Saturday. Well, Council report usually takes Saturdays off. I'll attend. Oh, you're going to attend. Good show. And I'll even change the speech. February 16th, is that also the same as normal or something on February 16th? Is that? That's family day weekend, yeah. 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 Okay. And Carnival as well. Oh, it is Carnival. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably have to memorize the speech in French, so we'll get someone else to. Uh, so, Mr. Ford, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good show. So we'll definitely, yeah, you can still make it mayor or designate, we'll just designate or So we'll definitely have someone there. Because yeah, being family family weekend, the fire family is like our family. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need an official motion for this effect? Yeah, I think you need to enable uh, mayor or designate to consider, consider it. And, and you can even uh, enable everybody to attend if you want. Is this an RSVP thing before we close discussions on the book? Yeah, just for you to know how many are coming, just for mail numbers. So can I, I have an official lead, so let's go with uh, all of council. Okay. And, uh, and their families, and as it's family day weekend. <laughs> okay. okay. Plus yeah, one. Enable, plus ones. Yeah, we, we're plus just one. enabling council. <laughs> so, There's a bunch of <laughs> So have the record read that Mr. Scamalorn's motion is to enable uh, council to attend the uh, uh, fire department award ceremony on February 16th. Okay. So recorded. Thank you. When are the, when's the museum having their, their award ceremony? They have it every day, Tom. It's time to go down and see it all displayed. Okay. Tuesday, Tuesday, T8. 
Okay, item number three under new business, request for decision on council enumeration. Well, the press wasn't here. One of these graphs has, uh, I feel like the decimal point must be in the wrong spot on one of these charts that you had. Like, Are you talking the updated uh, information or the, because yes, there was a, a number that had gone rogue on me, okay, for lack of a better word, which is on page three of the report, which showed the um, compensation per capita of our local comparators, where some number fours had been thrown in front of the MD. So, Mr. John, let me get this straight. So, you were blaming Excel? Uh, no, this was, done in, poor this was done in Word, so I'm blaming Word. <laughs> Maybe you should attend some of those remediation classes the town puts on for Excel. <laughs> I, I, I attend every single one so far. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't help me. Okay, carry on. Are we revisiting this document now that's in light of... No, no, no that, one's, that one's good. It's pristine. Uh, so, council before you is a, a uh, request for a decision on whether you're interested in updating the policy for council remuneration, travel, and expenses. This um, policy has not been uh, updated since 2014, and in light of other changes and the passage of time, it is um, possibly time to go review that. Um, I'm just going to go back and, and talk a little bit about the rationale. So again, uh, Town of Peace River, in the interest of um, attracting the uh, best available elected officials um, to meet the needs of the town and the region, um, which includes over 14,000 people for the region, um, it's, it's proper and imperative that we compensate our, our councillors properly for the time that they commit during the service of their, uh, through their elected or, uh, positions. Um, so as I said, this policy has not been updated in five years, so it was time for a review to do that. Um, philosophy is to base the compensation for mayor and councillors on a realistic scale um, to reflect the demanding nature and responsibilities um, of public office. Again, for attraction, to get qualified people, um, plus as a reflection of the significantly varied duties in areas of expertise that councillors are expected uh, to know, and the significant amount of times or time that's put in to do so. Um, so there's some some items there that talks about uh, what staff considered or what can be considered in terms of uh, compensation based on these following guidelines, um, which is a need for greater accountability to address the growing expectations of the community in terms of mayor and councillor's responsibilities and obligations. Um, council salary should not be perceived as a barrier to those seeking to serve the public. The comp level of compensation should attract competent, motivated, and well-qualified community-minded citizens. The complexity, responsibilities, time commitments, accountabilities associated with the role are significant and, as I mentioned, while well, varied. 
and remuneration should be transparent, fiscally responsible, and easily understood by the electorate. So part of the responsibility for this motley crew we have before us governing over the town of Peace River is because the pay is too low? <laughs> I'm not taking this personally. No, I, 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 it I sounds just, like I am. No. I'm not saying the pay is too low um, in terms of, I don't think anyone's looking at councillor compensation and saying, well, I'm not doing that because it's, it's not enough money. But again, it should be a reflection of the, the commitment that councillors are putting in, um, you know, and potentially some lost wages, time to be able to carry out the duties of a councillor. I don't know if that answered your question. I don't actually think it was a question. I think he was just trying to make a statement that uh, that none of us were motivated by the money to, to run for council. But that's very altruistic of you. But he did notice that you seem to imply that we were we were less than the cream of the crop because <laughs> we were willing to take garbage, rubbish wages. And I'm actually, so that actually raises a question. I see you have the same communities as you had for the garbage, uh, the garbage rate. Did you do, did you see if there was a correlation between councillors' wages and the, <laughs> and the solid waste <laughs> fee that was charged? Likewise for, for water, uh, the water fee. I would have been very interested in that correlation. Mr. Good. Um, one question I had is, uh, during our discussions, I remember that part of the uh, rationale for re-examining the wages was the change in the federal government uh, policy where I think one-third of council, well, they allow for a half to be, the federal government allowed for a half of the salary to be non-taxable. In Alberta, it was always one-third. Um, and so part of the rationale was to make an adjustment so it would compensate for that. When I read this, and it could be just I'm missing it because I can, did we do a calculation, um, even a short sleep calculation on what the increase would have been if that had been our rationale? I'll be honest, Councillor Good, I did do that math back in 2018 when this first came to light. I did not revisit it. I want to see the impact. Um, it was over $1,000 per counselor would be the financial um, impact. Because again, it's the income tax on that one third portion, which is right. would come into play. So it's, it's not one third, it's the income tax portion. So, so if you have a figure of $20,000 on average, and you you're saying roughly it's going to make a thousand dollars difference in take home. Uh, approximately, because again, the one third would be about six thousand dollars, right. and at a sixteen percent tax rate type thing, then it's about a thousand dollars. Right. So it would, So that would be a five percent increase, roughly, um, or five percent margin increase. Or anything. And at that amount, yes. I'm going dirty math because yep. I'm not good at it. But okay, just so long ago. Thanks. That yep. answers that to some degree. And my number was based on the average salary for for uh, this group, what had right. typically occurred over the previous two years. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, which is actually a really good segue because that's the next part of the report that talks about those changes.
to the federal government. And again, um, that is something that the um, elected officials um, is, is losing in terms of that federal tax um, allowance, um, which is really just, I don't want to use the word downloading for this instance, but it is something that the federal government saw that they were able to amend. Um, it's a, a benefit for them, but for uh, municipalities that want to ensure that the, uh, their elected officials aren't negatively impacted, um, you know, the onus is on them to individually increase remuneration. And, um, that is the route that the majority of the municipalities are going to. Um, again, it's totally reasonable, but it's an additional cost that we have to bear because of decisions of our our federal counterparts. So, um, again, they're trying to balance their budget um, on our backs. There's nothing we can do about it, and and um, it's just an unfortunate um, type situation that we would have to incur to to uh, make councillors whole. Um, so, between the fact that it hadn't been done in a while and that change, that was the impetus for this review. Um, and to do so, um, staff gathered comparable information for the towns. And again, um, without cherry picking and looking for towns that we feel are a geographic or some other type of comparable, we took the six that were immediately below us in population and the six that are immediately above. Um, and then from this, we're able to gather their financial information. Um, counselor compensation is a required reporting um, item in the, the notes of the financial statements and that forms the crux of the um, information on, on the first table which is on page two. So looking at the actual compensation, um, these are 2017 members, that's the most recent financial information that has been um, distributed, our 2018 year just happened so we don't have those financial statements yet. Um, and everyone's a little little bit different, but generally compensation includes regular base pay, bonuses over time, lump sum payments, gross, um, I'm stumbling what I word, stipends, honoraria, or any other cash remuneration. Um, the employer's share of employee benefits, so um, EI, or not EI, CPP, and um, uh, pension, medical, dental, EAP benefits. Um, that would that would be made. Those those all make up part of the compensation type numbers. Everywhere is different um, in terms of the actual benefits that they offer, but they all generally report the same. So when we did that, it's um, pretty um, widely varied number in terms of the average council compensation for the 13 municipalities, including Peace River is over $220,000 at $225,19. Um, and a per capita average of $32.37 per capita. Uh, looking at those numbers for um, whatever reasons, whether it's fiscal constraint, uh, you know, council uh, was, you know, didn't want to compensate at same similar levels, um, but Peace River's amount for 2017 our counselor compensation was 147568 or a per capita amount of $21.54, um, which was the second lowest in terms of the actual funds amount and the amount per capita, and about 50% less 
on average in terms of the actual funding and per capita amounts. Um, the next two uh, charts show the average compensation per mayor. Um, and again, you know, every community is different. I'll say that right now. Again, this is our best attempt to do our true apples to apples comparison. Um, and they're both, they vary in terms of how councillors and mayors are compensated, um, plus the level of activities that they do. You know, so again, we can't uh, necessarily control, track that level of information, but we are able to report on what our average, you know, comparables are doing, because we don't know if we're going to more meetings or fewer meetings than the others. So again, I'm going to assume that we're probably somewhere in the average, but based on that, um, the compensation for the mayor, our mayor, was was the lowest, to just over $20,000. And the average compensation per counselor was second lowest of the comparables um, at a similar amount. I think it was just a little bit less. Um, for informational purposes, and again, not as a comparable, um, we did include information on our neighboring municipalities. Um, we don't include them as a comparable because their population and, and types of services are, um, you know, they're, they're not as, they're not similar to what we do. Um, generally, at the very base level they are, but um, they, they do do different levels of services, uh, levels of expertise that are, that are brought to expectations. Um, but it is interesting when you look at, at our immediate neighbors whose compensation and the, again, the per capita amounts, uh, town of Grimshaw, again, smaller town, you'd expect them to have a lower per capita amount, and they do, and that's reasonable at $15.30. Um, Peace River is next at $21.54, which is a number reported before, and then it almost doubles right away to County of Northern Lights at $42.25. MD of Peace at 92.60, and then Northern Sunrise County at $280.16 as councillor compensation on a per capita basis. I got the village of Berwick. As part of the review, staff looked at other factors that would factor or um, be able to like have an impact on compensation provided to to councillors and elected officials, and the one factor that we looked at that um, probably has a strong correlation to compensation is, is accommodation or the cost of housing within a community. Again, if it costs more to purchase a piece of property within a community, um, and then carrying that on further, it costs a business more to either lease or purchase a. Um, property within a municipality, um, that those costs would, you know, it'd be reasonable to expect a higher level of, of compensation in terms of, um, you know, looking at those community factors. And that also goes on to services. So again, if a business, if it costs them a hairdresser more to, to purchase or lease space, then they need to charge more for that service to be able to recover the same amount as, as other communities. When you start doing that level of work, um, this is one of the situations where Peace River, and these are 2016 Stats Canada information for median value of the dwelling and the average value of the dwelling for the comparables. Um, 
the, the values for Peace River are fairly high. They're about the third or fourth highest out of our comparables. Um, so we pay more for housing in Peace River, and the argument would be we pay more for housing and kind of the similar type services that um, compared to our other counterparts. So that is something that we did factor in to the calculation from a compensation perspective. And again, looking at the first community on the list, which is Drumheller, the average of the housing prices are about 23% less than, than what Peace River, or Peace River rights, is that what we call them yeah. recently? No. You know, they're, they're paying uh, about 23% less than, than we are, so. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's less expensive to live in that community and the compensation should reflect that either positive or negative. In this case, you know, since our housing is more, um, it's reasonable to expect that, that uh, wages would be higher for the community. And again, it talks about further down here the rationale for doing that in terms of, um, it basically just creates a modifier which we are now adding to our, our per capita calculation that will come up next. Um, but we're saying based on, again, using Drumheller as an example, if housing is 23% less, and as an example, 35% of costs that people incur can kind of be tied to that amount, the modifier should be that um, counselors in Drumheller should be paid 8.2% less than the ones in Peace River to get uh, similar type take home pay monies, or conversely, or counselors at Peace River should make 8.2% more to get to an apples to apples type comparison. Based on that, we could bring the information that we had had before of showing counselor compensation per capita. When we factor in the community cost modifier that I had just discussed, um, and then factoring that out each community, it then increases the average compensation per capita from $30.53 to 33, $30.53 to $33.50. Um, based on that, in our adjusted counselor compensation per capita of $21.54, uh, Peace River Municipal elected officials um, make about 52%, 52.52% less than our uh, municipal comparables over the other 12 municipalities. Based on this information, and there's recommendations here before council, um, the recommendation that staff are proposing is that the policy P11-2009-05, which is a council remuneration travel and expense policy be updated to increase counselor compensation this year of 25% and anticipated 10% increases for the remaining three years to get council up to that average amount. Um, so if council is interested in this, staff will go back or if they're interested in some other type of amount. Um, the next step from this is the decision would have to be modeled using our, our remuneration policy. Again, council has monthly um, stipends that they receive plus per diems plus other type of compensation type uh, amounts. 
um, staff would model those out, see what needs to be adjusted to get to whatever increase council decides on, and bring that back um, for the next GMP meeting um, for further discussion, and then we could um, um, have it ready for some council meeting in February or March if council's interested. I know it's a lot of information after the report. There's Schedule A, which is a summary of the remuneration per diems and other um, allowable expenses by municipality. Again, this is just more informational to show what other jurisdictions or comparables are doing. And I'll be able to answer any questions if there's any. So what's your recommendation? 25%, then 10 for three years to make up the 55%. Now, that, is that that 55%, does that number float with the chart and the comparables as they change? Like, so would that get updated potentially over time? Or would it, I mean, I'm certainly it's not, is it, or is it going to be at this stationary 2016 target even, say, four years from now? Um, that's probably the, probably the outcome if um, it is a static type exercise at this point. So it's quite possible that once this recommendation is changed and implemented, um, and we go into 2019, you know, the per capita amounts might be different in council, maybe even a bit more behind. They might be a bit more ahead, but, you know, this is based on the 2017 type data. Um, 2017 may have been a, an odd year for some of our comparables where they have significantly higher, significantly lower, um, you know, amounts. Is that something, and that's something that we could bring forward and refine um, as we do updates to the, the policy in 2020 and, and on. You know, we could update that and say, based on you know the changes that have happened across our comparables, um, council now needs to achieve an aggregate 51% increase instead of 55, and we could refine that. You know, at, at the time. Yeah. Mine's just more of a comment. Uh, anyway, my personal opinion on this, with the downturn in the economy, I'm not interested in a, a higher remuneration. Um, I do, however, agree. Um, with Councillor Good that if we do raise the enumeration, it should be based upon uh, that new tax that's coming out so that the remuneration that Council was receiving six months ago will be the same remuneration that they receive in the new year or six months down the road. That that doesn't change. We, we just increase it by that tax level so that everything remains the status quo. Not sure if I was up next or Councillor Good. Uh, yes, I first of all thanks to staff for preparing this. Uh, you've obviously spent lots of time thinking about it, and of course council is well aware that this is always a sort of a self-serving discussion, uh, perhaps in the public arena, and there's never a right time to do it. But uh, part of this motion is largely because of the <clears throat> the, uh, the change in federal government policy. Then the other part of the motion is simply is that we're 50 plus percent uh, behind times. So Your Worship, I'm fine with the recommendation uh, that's written uh, in principle. What I was going to suggest, there's an and word in there, and I would be prepared to break that suggested recommendation into two parts. Uh, if this is the time, I can do so. Uh, yeah, I would put it out there and then we'll focus the discussion. All right. Well, let me let me uh, again. My argument is is that uh, I, I think these matters are sort of two parts. So, 
Uh, let me try this out with my council colleagues. Uh, Councilor Needham would direct administration to increase by 25% the council remuneration policy P11-200905 effective January 1st, 2019. I have a secondary motion, uh, Your Worship. I don't know if you want to hear it now or should we dispense with well, this? If you, why don't you? Why do you want to make it two separate motions? Well, uh, if you're officially I, I, making a motion, if we made yeah. one, this is a possible one. I Thank think you. you need to make the motion. Okay, fine. Put motion on the table and let's pull it I will restate my motion. My motion is to direct administration to increase by 25% the council remuneration policy P11202095 effective January 1st, 2019. One of the comments that was sort of feeding off one of the things you said about um, the how to put the not pleasant task of giving yourself a raise. And one of the things I've thought of for a number of years, but I actually tried to interest municipal affairs at one point, had some discussion with people there about coming up with a formula for councillors, pay through an Alberta. And saying this is this is how it's done. Take it off the political agenda as it is every single time. So one thing that I think we might want to consider that does not be today. We could do whatever we do today, and then base something, then come up with a formula, where the formula takes care of it. In other words, let's say it just for assumption's sake, we do what we do today, and we say we're going to do this over the next period of years. We're going to base it on comparables, as you brought up. That becomes the formula. In three years, you take a look at it again. Four years, you take a look at it again. And it doesn't have to go back to a vote or a whatever unless there's going to be a change or an actual change to the formula where that formula no longer works. It's just, just I, it, it's, it's not pleasant for the public to be hit all, hit all the time for increase in mass. I mean, that Orrin talked about. Uh, people right now are having a rough time in their own lives, and you know whatever. There's uh, nobody wants to see politicians make well. I can't say nobody wants to see politicians make more money. Some do, sometimes us. But it, being in the political sphere, it, almost nobody else or no other industry has to go and pay themselves and increase their own salary and get everybody to agree with it, and then. I think the province should step up and do something, or we should put it to a formula that makes sense so it doesn't have to be revisited all the time. I'll leave it at that. So I'm speaking to the motion, is that correct? Or am I speaking to you the should, information that's put on the table? Despite Mr. Good's uh, segue, you, we should be actually speaking to the motion. All right. Sorry. So, in reference to that, but if um, you want to take Mr. Goods, I do not, Your Worship. I, I have I have some questions about the information presented. I'm looking at um, Table One or uh, Page Two of Eleven. Greg, you used the average there, but the median in everything else. So the median in that grouping is more like twenty-six dollars, just under twenty-seven. So I mean. You know, and, uh, I, and I don't understand the statistics in the same way that you do, but it was just something I noticed. 
right, was that we used the median in some of the other discussions and yet the average in that first discussion. So I used the median when I showed the Staff Canada information. And the reason I did that was really to show that um, we weren't trying to cherry pick information again. So again, Stats Canada provides two types of ways of valuing um, dwellings within a community. They use the average, which we all understand the average, and the median being you take so much data and the exact middle one is the median amount. Um, so I thought just by averaging that, um, taking the median and the average, it just seemed like the most equitable way of uh, presenting the information without trying to pick one over another and have it answer that question. And that's the only place where I've used media within this report. Okay, perfect. So I guess when I when I look at this, um, you know, you mentioned we don't know what was happening in those councils in that in that those years in 2017, why their numbers came out the same way ours did, because someone pointed out to me today that our our own um, budget, we, we were 25% underspent in 2018 in our council remuneration. So so now we're saying, no, we, we need to increase. Do you, do you see where there's a room for some discussion in that in the, in that port part? Yep. Um, so in terms of the budget impact, and, and you're true, we were under budget. Um, and something that I talked about within the financial implications, um, it really talks about there's very little budget impact because we do have room to move within the council remuneration before it starts to affect the budget. So based on the activities of the council, um, you know, and again, every council is different. The, the next council in two and a half years might, you know, they may attend more meetings and there could be other factors in play here, but based on the activities of this council, um, yes, they, they have traditionally come in below what the budgeted amount is. Um, it's tricky to try to budget for, for what's going to happen in the upcoming year. Um, and when we do set the budget, you know, when, when we do the, the salary budgets for, for staff, we know what those are going to be. Mm -hmm. We work so many hours a year and it's a simple math. Um, we do try to estimate for council, um, and the council, you know, over the last two years has generally been under the budget. So I don't think the budget is incorrect per se, um, because it's there, and again, um, that's significantly below what the average amount would be also. So I think there's some, some room and some rationale to increase the actual compensation, which will not have budget impacts. I don't. Oh, I'm not quite done, Councillor Needham, unless you, you wanted to add on to that. Um, so I guess, pardon? Sorry. Uh, so I guess when I look at this, um, another question that comes to mind is, is you, although it's not on the table, it is certainly in the recommendation, and so I'm not sure how to address that with regards to the motion, Your Worship, but it talks about an anticipated 10% increase. So, you know, I'm... I'm hearing the, the lack of, uh, about the ch lack of change in our budget, which might be difficult for people, maybe possibly me, to understand how we're gonna get an increase and still not impact our budget. But even though I understand that we, we underspent in last year, and so this is again a bit of a guessing game, uh, that 10%, so did we just pick 10%? 
or are we saying the policy as it stands from 2014 um, needed to be, you know, needed to have some polish put on it because it, it wasn't, it didn't finish or didn't get, take the idea to the, to the end of its, you know, to the completion? Uh, no, the, the number that's put forward to council under the administration's recommendation is a 25% increase and then three years of 10%. Um, so 25 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 is 55%. And that would take council up to the average of our comparables. Um, and again, it was recommended that that happens over a period of time, so there is no major budget impact. It'd be wonderful, and again, you know, council may think otherwise, but from a compensation um, perspective to get to the average of our comparables to do it within one year. Um, and then it's just, you know, one hit, we're up to the average, fairly compensated, you know, very reasonable, but you know, the budget will not, we didn't budget for that amount this year. And if we were to do that this year and then try to budget for it next year, that's a 30% increase, um, you know, and then that's kind of substantive and, you know, something that'd be a little trickier to manage within our, the entirety of our budget and we have challenges with the balance of our costs. So doing it as a one, a short term item um, was probably difficult from a budget perspective. Your Worship, this was something we certainly touched on during our budget discussions. We were like, yeah, we're gonna talk about this, we're gonna talk about this. So when this was presented on the weekend and I had my first look at it, I was like, wow, that's a lot of information for us to come away from in a decision making, having had no discussion. That's my comment on this. Thank you. Um, a proposed amendment uh, to you use the average, the average of the median and the mean in the home prices which does a couple things for stats. It prevents outliers from greatly impacting the amount because the median is also factored in there, but it also, um, by using the median uh, or the mean, you get, so, so what if we did the same thing that you did with the housing prices that we, as we do with the average uh, council compensation per capita? So is, that it could, is, it, is it possible to combine? Because you had mentioned uh, that the median was quite lower than the mean. And the reason why the mean is so high is because you'll notice that the average is 30, but no one is at 30 per capita. They're either 20 or 40. There isn't a single 30 in the group. So you, you have a justification to say we shouldn't be at 30 because no one else is at 30. Because um, you've got the Devons and the whatevers that are into the 40s. Is there um, a proposed amendment to going with the 25% as recommended, but have that 25% in our target and build a formula, we could do that in the following motion so that we don't have to deal with this again and neither does any other council in the future unless, you know, Yellowstone National Park finally goes up, I suppose, and then we're all just ash anyways. But can we combine the median and the mean and, and get our 25, 10, 10, uh, 10 increase and, and deal with it in a formulaic way from now on into the future? Is that too much of a difference from the original amendment to be a proposed? Well, 
So what what are you uh, what are you asking for that there be so an amendment does it does it does it change the intention of the original motion too much to be a, an amendment or not? I believe well I should let Mr. Needham speak for himself. I suspect that he wanted to put it all out there and then he wanted to introduce another motion to put in a that be correct or that be I, you're uh, you're getting uh, close uh, your worship uh, I guess uh, I saw this as a two-part discussion uh, the so-called federal portion is represented by the first portion and then the, the discussion that we've just had in the last 15 minutes or so around this 10 and 10 business to me uh, I, I have a little different view I'm going to be criticized every year for the next three years why don't I just do it all right now and be criticized once uh, so my second motion would be uh, just rolling it into one uh, again uh, without tipping my hand. Uh, my my feeling is that uh, uh, it's, it could we get there with a formula? I I guess we could, and I guess if I knew what that formula was, I could certainly put it in a motion. I guess uh, in concept, what I was going to suggest was uh, the we make the first adjustment, which would represent the so-called uh, clawback from the federal government. That was the basis of the first motion. The second motion would be uh, around the, the so-called catch-up clause so that we're more to the provincial average. And I was just simply suggesting we get there in one, in one move. Uh, and, it, and it would be just to get to the average, whatever that average is. Uh, it remains uh, undefined. Now, if there's an amending motion that can capture any of that spirit, I'm certainly uh, available and would certainly consider. I just thought breaking them apart, uh, i.e. dealing with uh, the pain that the federal government has dealt with us, I thought it was easier to deal with that. And then this other business of catching up would be a second motion and the catching up could either be uh, my motion yet to be put on the floor or some formula or some other solution. I don't know if that helps, but I'll leave it there. Councillor Scanlon could elaborate on his amendment. I certainly listen to it. I, I, so picking up what you're saying, I think your your motion can stand as on its own and a formula something that can be dealt with in a subsequent motion. Yeah, just uh, just because uh, I know uh, Councillor. <laughs> I know Councillor Needham has a motion on the floor for the 25%, and I know he was talking about the two parts, one being the federal part of it, and that's where my comments came in on the, on the first. I'm not, there again, I'm, I'm to the point, I'm not, I'm not interested in, in taking a higher remuneration. That's not why I came on council. I'm not worried about getting in closer numbers with my neighbours. Uh, my, my one question is, um, and it comes back to Councillor Good's comments in regards to doing the math. What would the percentage increase actually be if we're just taking in that tax burden? I'm doing the math right now. Is it five percent? Is it ten percent? If it's off twenty thousand dollars, it's about a thousand dollars a year. It's five percent. That's kind of the number that. Uh, Councillor Good came up with. Yeah, and it's a 
$24,000 a year. Um, it is just under $1,500. Is the difference in this is the difference. So if I do that, multiply that by seven, 1,500 times seven is 10,500 over, let's say, approximately 150,000, um, 10, 15, so it's about 7%. So based on the average, if we did a 7% increase, that would remain the status quo? That would, yes. Of what? In, in terms of take-home pay, that would make council whole. Okay, thank you. Generally, yeah. So I want to clarify one thing. Somebody said 25% and then 10% for each of the next three years. And then somebody said 55%. Uh, is that really true? 25% for the first year and 10% for the next three years. And yeah, then some, the 55% is not correct, is it? Uh, it would be 55. It would be 55. Like it's not compounded. So it's ten percent. So if I earned a hundred dollars, it's ten. The second year, ten percent is ten dollars. It's not. It's not ten percent plus. Yeah. I see. Well, since I have the floor, um, uh, we've, I've gone through this exercise. This being the second time, and it's never an easy exercise. And yet, it's one where um, sometimes I think we have to think of the next council, they're going to go through the same thing if we don't do as uh, Mr. Good come up with some sort of formula, which would take uh, several tries, I'm sure. But um, I'm thinking as Mr. Needham, do something and get it over with. Why don't you let them, the next council, fight their own problems? Why are you fighting for the next council? Because we care about the future. Okay. So, can we go for a vote? Okay, hey, uh, can we have a recorded vote? Uh, and the motion again, one more time. I, yes, the motion again. I, I will uh, repeat my motion again for, for, for council and for the, uh, for the record. Uh, direct my motion for Councilor Needham reads direct administration to increase by 25% the Councilor Renumeration Policy P11. 2009-05, effective January 1st, 2019. Yeah. And, and Greg, the percentage again to cover the tax part? Seven. Seven. I want to be careful. Yes. Seven percent. Um, Ish. Well, I, yeah, right. and, and to be honest, I need to go back and think about the impact for everyone, because if it's if you have other income, you know, there's, so I want to be, yeah, like your, your prevailing interest rate, income tax rate might change. I need to think that one through. And I, like I said, I had it in the map. Um, the 1500 sounds fairly close to what I recall, but sure. should we all give you last year's tax? Okay, there's a motion on the table. Sorry. I am calling for the no, vote. All in favor. I have point of word. No, I've, I've, call, I've closed closed debate. The motion is on the that. table. Motion's the table is always in order. Unless you disagree. I disagree. We need to move on here. All in, okay, all in favor of that motion? Of the motion that's on the table? Two, four? Against? 
Okay. Is, was there another motion that was going to be made? Yes. Okay. Um, I would like a motion to bring back the numbers, Greg, that you were looking at for the compensation, taking into account the <clears throat> tax for us, whatever, then bring that back for the next council meeting if that's possible. I think that a lot of people would be more comfortable with that. And then possibly a formula based on that. That's my motion. Okay, just one point of clarification. You said yeah. council meeting. Would GMP meeting be okay? Absolutely. That's okay. fine with me. Yes. Okay. All in favor of that motion? Before we vote on that motion? Yeah. Um, I would propose another formula tonight if something that would work to achieve both ends. Okay, well then you need to... Well, um, we have to vote so, on this one. Yeah, we have to vote on this one. You're withdrawing your motion. Yes, I'll withdraw. Okay, so... In order to also not overdo, over, unless we all provide, and I was kind of joking, but kind of not, unless we all provide Mr. Town with all of our individual personal tax returns, there's no way he's going to be able to build something that's going to exactly work. That's correct. So I'm not going to make you look at that. I don't think we should at, at any rate. So the proposed was 25, 10, 10, and 10, and that would be over four years. Um, my proposed motion would be um, to set it at 10. So if 7 would be, 7% would be the, what would you say, the approximate. 10 will definitely capture everybody in that regard. So 10% would definitely capture everybody, I would suspect, no matter what. And that would leave 45% left. The remaining, uh, the next five years, because that would be the closest you would get, divide up the 45% evenly over five years, which would be 9% a year. At the conclusion of that increase, we would then be averaged out according to our six highest and six lowest. Um, that would extend into the next councillor's term. In addition to that, the formula stays at how it's built with taking the average of the median and the mean of the six highest and six lowest. Are you getting all, I'm sorry. I, I actually do got that. Okay, um, and then from that point on, remuneration for councillors of town of Peace River is, is built into the cake and there's no more discussion to be had on it. Um, as a teacher, I'm paid for the amount of education I have and the years of experience. I don't have to sit down and negotiate my salary every year. It's done. And I think we would be doing the town of Peace River, its citizens, saving them needless headache and debate over the nonsense every time this comes up as well, which I think is a service in the end. And, and, and future people sitting in this chair do not have to deal with the issue and we can take care of it once the right way and it's finished. Okay, so can you... So do you want me to succinctly say that? Yeah. 10% this year, 9% every subsequent year for the next five years. And after that, it's built on the, uh, the formula uh, 
as it is current, not as of 2016. So it would have to be, these numbers would have to be run every year, but that's not a long time, I don't suspect. Right? So your motion is that counselor the remuneration for 2019 increase by 10%. 10%. And then uh, for 2020, 9%? 9% every year for the next five years to achieve the 55% to achieve, to arrive at the formula that we would, that we should be at, I guess, if you wanted to use that language. I don't know if that's my favorite term. And uh, are you putting in a cost of living? Uh, it, the 20, the 55%. I'm assuming that bo the bottom number was also in factored cost of living. Did it not? Uh, that's correct. The the current policy has a cost of living adjustment. Yeah, I, I and assume that would remain. We're so. going to keep stay with that. Yes. So, Your Worship, just clarification. So, where does my motion uh, was it lost? Yeah. All right. So the Mr. Scanlon's motion, if I understood it correctly, and so that we all understand it is that um, Councillor Scanlon moves that we that uh, uh, council increase uh, that council remunerations increase uh, by 10% uh, over the uh, over 20 the 2018 rate and um, in 20. 20, that will, that increase will be 9%. 2021 will be 9%. 2022 it will be, or did, did it's I always it's going to be nine until we hit 55. Yeah, I want to just so that it's clear in mm -hmm. the record. Is this also recordable? Yeah. Well, I didn't ask for recorded votes. So that's still. Uh, yes, Your Worship, I recorded vote, please. Okay. So. Um, so that's still, so with your motion, then that still implies we're going to the 55% based over, not the first year, because the first year covers the the uh, tax implication, but the 9% to get to 55 comes over the next five years. Six years program. Six years, so. Did I read it? Yes, so it is, that takes us up to the, to the comparables. Well, it wouldn't take us there. It would take future council yeah. there, and it would also build in a formula so that this is fixed. Okay. You, you're, you're, in year one, you're, you're basically voting for a 15% reduction in your salary. Do you want to lose the numbers? Sorry. You, you, you're losing money. No. Yes, you're right. Could you explain that? Well, my, if in my, my case, in my tax bracket, it's $200 a month. In, in my retirement, so that's what I'm losing. If I get 10%, this isn't going to cover it. Which is, if I may say so, that is okay. Again, math not made my strong point, and possibly others. That's one of the reasons why my first motion, which I wanted to hear Councilor Scanhorns, was to have it brought back with some other numbers at the GNP meeting. Is you may be correct. I didn't until you said that. I sounded rosy to me, right? So your comment was not on deaf ears. And I'd like to have a much more. I'd like to have a much more comfortable. I'd like to be a lot more comfortable with the with the concerns that we have before we go forward. So, Mr. Scanlon, do you want to withdraw your motion? Um, I'm willing to amend the motion. Okay. 
Well, it's well, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing in the end. You're going to take the first jump the first year. However, that works has to work out, and over the the next five years, um, whatever percentage is remaining from the 55 percent, that it, it just has to walk its way up. It's it's not going to be all that different in the end. But the the, the point is is to fix the problem. So if the number if the first number isn't 10, the first number can be 15, whatever. That give me give me the first number. It is. It, it, it's not. Is it 25? <laughs> uh, your your first thing starting to sound better and better. Um, but we can't catch everybody. I don't see the other side of it. So I agree with Mr. Needham on the number business. The nine percent makes sense this year, but catching up or down or whatever for six years in the future, that percent doesn't necessarily do that because everybody else is changing. So 9% well, doesn't necessarily work. Your Worship, I feel like I don't have enough time to have thought this through. I'm looking at the Schedule A's that were attached and going, Okay, we haven't even gotten to look at some of that so, information. So, and you, so can, you can vote no, no. and uh, if it's defeated, um, then Mr. Uh, Mr. Good can put his motion on the table and then we can at least live to fight another day. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can only have two motions when you're standing up. I don't. Or can you have more? Yeah, well, you're trying to. They have to be substantially different and they are substantially different. Okay, so it's a recorded vote. We're voting on Mr. Scamore's motion. I repeat the motion, but it sounds like it's going to be defeated <laughs> anyhow. So all in favor of Mr. Scamore's motion. I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> Someone else think this one. So, so we have one A. I know how you feel. Are there, is there anybody else for an A on Mr. Scamore's motion? A. And all the nays? I, I, I await a better response. Okay. Thank you, colleagues. I okay. appreciate it. If I may, um, Greg, do you, have a, do you have an idea for what we're talking about, where we're looking at going? So if I may proffer a suggestion. Um, so the type of work that I could do is I could bring back the impact on a range of um, salaries, so again, taking the entirety of potential income that a counselor could earn throughout the year, and rather than try to find out individually what it is, I'll be able to say, you know, a, a counselor with total income of twenty to fifty thousand dollars, this is the impact. Counselor between fifty and seventy-five, this is the impact, um, and then be able to show, because um, I understand what you want to get, you want to know where the break-even point is. Um, and I should be able to gather that type of information. Again, it will be a little variable depending on total income because again, you know, the, the prevailing interest rate and this is just adds to your bucket. So I'll gather that information. I should be able to bring that back for the next GMP meeting. Something I could also do is start to form the basis of a formulaic approach to do this and have options for council um, to consider or have further discussions about um, which would be similar to what Councillor Scalmahorn discussed. 
Um, and again, I would probably do it every second year, making updates, um, kind of let some or the average of two years, so we'll eliminate these one-year blips, which may or may not occur, um, but again, do it as a formulaic approach, and if Council wants to target a certain area, and say of the 13 comparables, we want to be the seventh, or if we want to show more financial constraint and be the tenth, you know, you could do that and, and be able to set that, and like you mentioned, it'll be a calculated amount that we could just determine and, and include for budget purposes and compensation purposes. So my motion, my motion would be that we um, have a discussion at the GFP meeting on the remuneration based on the information that Mr. Town is going to bring to us. And I believe you understand quite clearly what we're looking at. I, I think I'm comfortable. Yeah. I think well, I'm comfortable with the council. So okay. motion to, uh, to uh, that administration uh, administration uh, provide information at the next GMP meeting uh, as to the impact of the adjustments on different salary ranges and also to bring back a suggested formula for a formula a formulas that may work. Okay. Did you capture that? Administration be directed to provide additional information at the governance and priorities meeting with examples of the impact on various tax rates, or correction, and tax brackets, tax brackets and a proposed funding formula. And you agree to approval of that? That's fine, thank you. All in favor? And there is no recorded vote on that one. Okay. Okay, request for decision. Flags for council chambers and pipe ceremony. Interagency Subcommittee of the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, of which members of your administration and council are a part. Um, the, as part of the Indigenous Outreach Strategy that the town has partnered with the Aboriginal Interagency, uh, one of the initiatives from this development of a strategy is to you know, request the installation of a flag for the Treaty 8 Nation and Métis Nation be installed in council chambers. In addition to this, the flag uh, installation, a pipe ceremony would be performed um, at the same time. It is a blessing. I do have a uh, further information. Do you information. have the blessing from the fire chief on the, on the smoking ceremony? We'll have some discussions around some of the um, 
OH&S rigs? The components of the, this room that we're going to adjust for this, for this ceremony. I do have additional information that at the time of the uh, written documentation on the RFD, I didn't have a lot of detail on the pipe ceremony and I've received a little bit more. So if you bear with me for a moment so I could read this portion of which I will update the RFD so we can upload it so it will be um, documented. Um, the pipe ceremony, that was one of the questions of what is a pipe ceremony and what would it mean for this installation of flags. It's establishing, in establishing the renewed relationship with local Indigenous communities, it's important to incorporate traditional ceremonial practice. For local Indigenous people of Peace River, pipe ceremonies are part of spiritual, ceremonial and cultural practice. They are sacred and represent the connection between us and the spirit world. Pipe ceremonies have diverse applications, one of which is to signify a new relationship. As such, sharing this sacred ceremony is the most appropriate way to move forward toward our common goal of a renewed relationship through reconciliation. So it is a, a, a wonderfully worded description of what a pipe ceremony is about, of which was somewhat lacking within my report. So just an enhancement for council's information. So a pipe ceremony is also an opportunity for education of council members um, of these cultural practices of our Indigenous communities. We also have heard through our various elder consultations that the committee has been a part of the importance of our Indigenous population both within the community and outward lying to our community, um, their involvement in the development of the community and region and recognition of that development through um, actions such as raising flags within council chambers and future flag raisings um, can be very, it, it offers a, a level of recognition and moving towards reconciliation. Um, there is a proposal within the document in regards to dates. The pipe ceremony is rather long. It is a two-hour process, um, anticipated upwards of two hours. There can be a variation in time. It really depends on the pipe carrier, the elder who would be uh, hosting the ceremony for us. It will be in council chambers as where the flags will be installed. That's an important piece of it. Therefore, it's not recommended we have it a part of your regular agenda of uh, a normal council meeting or even a GFP. There is a recommendation of either adding this to um, in advance of your regular agenda for a governance and priorities meeting and starting that meeting's agenda later in the evening, say starting our pipe ceremony at 5 p.m and your council agenda wouldn't start until 7 p.m. The other option is to have it on an off regular meeting Monday, so your third Monday of the month where there, where there isn't an actual uh, agenda set for any meeting and you dedicate that time. Um, in addition, we would be inviting the various members of the, the region to participate to be uh, not necessarily participatory in the pipe ceremony itself or but as part of the gallery. So for example, you would invite the president of your Métis Zone um, Nation local, they would be present. Um, Treaty 8 chief would be invited to attend. That's kind of the intent of in, including those members of those uh, partners to be a part of the process. So administration provides you with a recommendation on this initiative. 
um, there are various options. One, to proceed with the installation and pipe ceremony and council provide direction on a preferred date. And in addition, an option is not to proceed with the flag installation and possibly look for other methods of reconciliation. Okay, so uh, we'll have to have a discussion. Preferred a third, yeah. How are you, how are you handling the, the flags? In what manner? So uh, what's the order going to be? We'll be looking into that. We believe it's Canada-Alberta Municipal Treaty 8 Métis. So why? So aren't we going to get some arguments about particularly, was it? Was it Métis versus, uh, it, it actually makes more sense to make it uh, perhaps Canada, Treaty 8 Municipal, but they'll all be behind me, right? It, it, as they stand now, and we would follow our flag policy, which it does dictate uh, federal, provincial, municipal, and any others, if I recall that correctly. That's correct. Yes. But, but if we yeah. make if we make us the center, and then we have the uh, the two the two the two <laughs> Aboriginal ones, for lack of a better term, beside flag. us, and then flank it by federal and, and provincial on the outside. It seems like we balance it out, and we're not we're not creating a hierarchy issue where it's one above the other. I will look into that with a little further detail because other municipalities and school divisions have done this already. So we will. I'll double check what the protocol is. That doesn't just because yeah. they did it doesn't mean they put any thought behind it. <laughs> I think maybe Fair. there's a federal government way of dealing with the flag. That's well, what our flag policy is based on. I believe it was. Standards. Yes. Yeah. What, what do we care about what the federal government said? <laughs> I, I really don't understand that concept. So what, what we're trying to do is reconciliate. You said Absolutely. the whole thing is the reconciliation. Correct. So why are we trying to create a hierarchy between uh, Treaty 8 and the Métis? And, and in fact, we're sending them a message that Oh, it's federal, provincial, municipal, and then you guys tag on the end, which is not really what they want. Your Worship, I'd like to make a motion. Yeah. I'd like to make the motion that the Town of Peace River Council approve the permanent installation of the Treaty 8 and Mady flags within the Town Council Chambers and that the council will provide direction on the preferred date of that installation. So when is that? Um, March, March 18th. Yeah, March 18th. So before we vote, just a question. Is anybody going to RMA? Yeah. Is that the week of RMA? Uh, I'm not, but uh, maybe it's You can also look at April, that's it. There's no hard and fast. 
Yeah, so March the 18th. All in favor of Councilor Downing's motion? Pass. Uh, Your Worship, there are four members that will be away on the 18th. Oh. Councilors Ford, the CAO. <laughs> uh, two, correction. Councilor Ford, the CAO, and potentially yourself if you choose to attend RMA, which is begins on the 18th of March. Actually, I, I'm going to be missing it anyway because of my health issues. Uh, I can't be in the room with all the smoke. So. And that is a, a consideration. And we will provide council with more detail around the actual process of this okay. ceremony because that is a factor. Yeah. I'd like to make an amendment to that motion then, Your Worship, okay. to April the 15th, which I believe will be the next meeting. Technically, we have to make a deal. I can. Uh, but what you can do is you can make a motion later on that to change the date. There's going to be a problem. Let's let that motion stand. And uh, just on this flag installation, sure. like the way they are now, they just droop down. When you go to uh, like uh, FCM or AUMA, they have the, they basically put something behind the flag so you can actually see. Spreaders. Sorry. Yeah, spreaders. So let's get some spreaders. Like, let's do it properly. We're not going to rehash these flags. You're going to get new ones, right? They're probably some of the best. I thought they were fine. <laughs> I was just adding to them, the, replacing them. <laughs> yeah, get some new ones and give these ones to Barnes so he can hang them in his windows for curtains. Or maybe give them to me. I need curtains. In accordance with federal flag policy, though, Tom. Yeah, I, that's I'm I know not going to lie. That's <laughs> happening. <laughs> okay. Is that for, for federal flag policy not to put them in windows? Uh, as I, I don't know. There's an order. Someone smarter than me thought of. Yeah, the RCMP will come around and knock on your door. Okay, next. So we had a motion on that one. We're moving on to a briefing note on the Peace River Rec Center construction update. That would be myself again. Um, so your staff is going to leave now? Yes, they are. <laughs> I told them they didn't have to stay to begin with. They thought it'd be quick. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? I won't comment on how wrong we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will learn now. Uh, oh. Power of the mayor's chair uh, via the sound system. The uh, report in front of you this evening, council, is an update on the Peace Regional Recreation Center. It has been a bit some some time that since we've had a report with the Christmas break in between. Um, so we have a lot to report on uh, for an update. There has been a significant amount of work proceeding within the structure. Um, quite a lot has happened. There are walls where there weren't any previously. Um, last time we were in, I was in there for about two hours wandering around. There's just, it's looking pretty darn great. Uh, 
Um, all of our exterior panels are completed. Uh, fire spray is done inside. Exterior windows are near completion. Uh, roofing is complete. Uh, the second floor, floor slab is done. The only piece of concrete left, there's two pieces. Um, one is the ice rink perimeter, which they were prepping when we were in attendance uh, a week and a half ago. And then we're moving into the ice rink actual slab, the contractor who's very specific. Um, that is their expertise is coming in in early February to start the rink slab, which will be another really great uh, opportunity. And I'd like to set up a tour for council and our um, neighboring partners because that will be um, a pretty significant item to see. The brine lines and all of the detail that goes into the ice slab. Um, interior masonry is pretty much complete. The exterior wall on my report here says it was near completion and Councillor Needham confirmed completion, I think it was on Friday, uh, with additional photos which I missed adding. Um, we've had a hazardous the material review was uh, done. In December, we have a, a company that was secured that came in and has done a full assessment on the existing Baytex Center. I know it seems weird to have this involved in the construction, but it is a part of the overall project, not specifically the construction. Um, but the town is responsible for the asbestos abatement of that structure before it's turned over for full demolition. So we've had a hazardous material report that we have received administration is reviewing. Um, it, yeah, there was information in there we hadn't anticipated, so that was a very valuable report. Um, construction focus for the remainder of this month and moving into early February. Um, stair treads were being poured, I believe this week or late last week. They're, they're done now. Done. Your council member um, for this committee has been actively uh, on site three, four, five, let's Probably. say daily. <laughs> um, they say hello, all the construction staff say hello uh, to your councillor liaison who's there regularly. I, I have my own coveralls and name tag now. Yeah, so. yeah it's part of the team. Yeah. I'm affectionately known as the 20% man. He's <laughs> trying to keep it at least on schedule. So yes. bad at 500. And, and, and we're still on schedule. We have that. Um, interior glazing, which is the interior windows are going in. We can see actual offices now. Drywall is going up. Um, painting and change rooms, quite a number of the change rooms were being painted already, door frames, and on and on. It's, there's a lot of activity down. Uh, at the site. In addition, uh, we have ongoing sponsorships and donations as of the end of December. We're at 10,100 for community donations. Um, and this is not our sponsorship naming program. This is, was just the generalized donation uh, at community at large. Uh, a letter of request is going out to all businesses. I believe it was done last week. Um, and that included all the sponsorship information and the field house equipment sponsorship opportunities. So a mass mail out was being done last week and it was completed. Um, operational planning, we've got an RFP that was due on um, Friday. 
that uh, closed and we have another one for the fitness center operations that is due on February 4th, which is Monday. So we're anticipating, we've been in um, conversation with two different individuals on the fitness center. So we'll see what we actually get on submission deadline date. Um, in terms of the concession, I can tell you we received no bids, which was a bit of a surprise. So we'll, administration will go back and, and take a look at that RFP, uh, take a little time to see if there's some adjustments we need to make. Timing might have been a problem. Um, we've had lots of chatter in the community, but we weren't getting, we didn't get the actual submissions. So we're gonna take a look at that again and see what we can adjust. The overall RFP might have been daunting. It was significant in terms of its girth. Um, however, it was uh, a highly professional request. We weren't, um, we included a significant amount of information and our expectations were very clearly laid out. So this might be a, a different process than maybe some other rinks are doing in the immediate area, which might um, not be as attractive to some potential operators. So we'll take a look at it again. Not to be dropping our expectations per se, but maybe the method or how we've communicated it needed a, a slight adjustment. Just on, just mm -hmm. on that, um, the the stoves and so forth, the building supplies them yes. or they yeah. So within so the that's RF, a significant. It, it, the, all the assets are the towns. Uh, everything from the nacho maker to the dishwasher, to the deep fryer ovens. And the RFP included the detailed uh, shop drawings of each piece of equipment. So they knew exactly what this concession is fully stocked and ready to go. You just need to bring your pots and pans and the food. Um, so again, we'll take a look at it again and, and see um, what else we can adjust to make it more attractive. Um, parent link's been on site and we're with tapes and measurements and working out uh, workspaces and where telephones and internet and everything needs to go. Uh, the community services board reviewed at its January 23rd meeting um, our fee schedule development for services that we'll be providing at the, the new site. So drop-in programming, track fees for the track use, fee for public skate, some combination thereof of services being sort of in one location really sort of changes things. Um, and we've done some comparisons to Tana Grimshaw as an immediate um, neighbor, competitor as it were, um, to be in relationship to what they're charging. Also, we used MD of Greenviews, the Town of Valleyview's new complex as a comparable and also Slave Lake is community size type comparable of some of the fees and offerings. And their services they're offering are very comparable. They have an indoor playground, track, field house. Um, we weren't specifically looking at the rink fees. We were looking at the field house, that, those types of fees. Um, and then also soft costs and RFP was posted for the audio and visual components on January 23rd, so we're looking for um, a contractor to help us to get that component of the building up and running and installed um, in the spring. And security system tender will be prepared for posting imminently. So under those soft costs, mm -hmm. where are we sitting as far as uh, 
repurposing uh, some of the sound equipment that's in the current Bay Texas. I know we talked about it. The system that's in the Bay Tex is uh, compatible with new digital equipment. It's it's an expensive system. It's in there, and it, and from the feedback that I've gotten over the last number of years working in the arena, it's probably one of the better sounding sound systems in northern Alberta right now. Um, so I'm just curious as to as to is any of this equipment going to be repurposed in the new building? So the, in the RFP, we're asking the contractor to assess all of the existing equipment and its ability to be repurposed or not. Yeah, their recommendation. And on that, we are looking at something else that, though not highlighted in this report, our existing disposal, asset disposal directive. Um, I've had some calls from some of our other lease locations of if there's some equipment that we have the potential to repurpose for their facilities. Um, and we're looking into the viability of that versus uh, following our directive, not handing everything out the door, but if we can support some of our other uh, community groups through sort of repurposing those assets, we are looking at that. So with respect to the audio equipment, um, in the field house, do, do you, does it go down to the type of microphone, like whether you have a, uh, not a, yeah. So a we'll mic have mic. A, a full sound system in both sides of the facility, separate. It won't necessarily, it, we're anticipating that if you have a trade show in the field house, you'll want to have a sound system there. If you'll have a trade show in the arena, you'll want a separate sound system. I'm just thinking of situations I've been in, um, like one of our hotels, where they always have to hold the mic and instead of having an ear thing. Oh, so I see. I wonder if that's part of the system, yeah. if you have a seminar. Yeah. They'll give us um, recommendations for equipment that we can purchase and you can have various options, whether it's a headset or a microphone. Some of the, depending on what we have for our budget, we might have to start here and then add some of those accessories over the years. We'll have to see what we can sort of get with what we have for a budget. Yeah. Just to uh, to highlight on your, your question there, Elaine, um, that also depends on the quality of equipment. So, for instance, the miking that is in the current Baytex, there's a Toa mic and plus there's a, an EV mic. And you can walk around anywhere in that building, even into the dressing rooms, and still get a signal to the PA system. Where if you use the mic in those hotels you're talking about, I know the ones you're talking about, you couldn't get a connection 30 feet away. And that's because of the quality of the mic. Mm -hmm. Tanya, great on the community donation program. Is that, do you think that's tied to the uh, letter that went out in the yes. utility? You, it was 100% related to the utility bill and the time of year. Because we caught people right before, I don't know, Christmas cheer and tax time. Um, <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. So we are going to do it a few more times because I think it's a great reminder. But we just did a business mail out. So we'll let that one settle and then do another community-wide one probably a little into spring. Yeah. So can I suggest that if we're going to do a, we tend to really pump up the businesses that give yeah. us money, can I suggest that we do a, a shout out to the people who did jump on board really quickly, whether it's individual or however we do it, before we do the business one if that's going to come next. Mr. Town's nodding because he gave me a check today. Oh. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> a little 
self-serving. Um, we're, we're negotiating on what we're allowed to put up on the walls. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll be talking to your wife, confirming what you would like to put on the wall. Um, what we have in place is actually, depending on the tier of where you've purchased into, there's a certain recognition level, so a, a donation on the, your name on our donation wall, name on our website, and, and that's the plan. So we'll be launching that information um, now that we've got now that we've got something. Yeah, that looks great. Tooted about. We will start tuning the horns on this. Yeah. So Except for Mr. Townsend. Still up for sale? Absolutely. It's always available. Yeah. What else is up for sale? Oh, in terms of the naming, um, the ice surface is available. The child play space. The re referee room for you, Mr. Mr. Mayor. We will sell any individual room. Uh, child play space, ice surface, outdoor rink. You could do the community rooms. Yes, and community rooms, yeah. I have put a, a hold on the fitness center naming for obvious reasons. If we do lease it out, then that it will not be up for sale at all. Disability yeah. rooms. Have you... Uh, Maybe talk to uh, Valley View about the weird little spaces that they have names on. They have weird named spaces. I like it. Yep. Okay. Not <laughs> <laughs> get updated on the website, Autumn, because it's still showing just as the facility and the field house is sold. Thank you. It's a gooder. I don't have the same influence out there, though, Mr. Mayor. No, but you, you, do, uh, you do have some influence. A package was sent to that organization's key communications person already. Are they busy rebranding right now, though? Yeah, they're little folks. However, the information was purposeful for that. So Our last PAC meeting, half the documents had DMI at the top and technical test. So they're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Their email addresses are still the same, I noticed. Thank you. Oh, I didn't give Councillor Needham an opportunity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I think Tanya has captured this. Uh, the, you know, I, I guess the certainly the exterior glass and the, the brick wall, if you haven't been by the arena, it's uh, the multiplex, rather, the, the, the tarpaulins off the front council. That, that feature wall, that cultured stone looks, uh, it's quite a, an eye catcher. It certainly sets the building off from a sort of the institutional finish, if you will, on the, on the sides. Uh, certainly uh, the pour coming up uh, this week with Knelson there, uh, as mentioned, the, 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 you can see it in the bottom picture. It has, well, that's ready for the first floor, but then the whole ice system, uh, the whole refrigeration system, of course, sits on top of that slab, and that's uh, scheduled, I believe, for a week after next, so that's significant. And uh, Jim Lee tells me that the uh, the individual that he's got is the same uh, company that did uh, Rogers Place in Edmonton. So uh, he's got quality guys on there, and uh, from one end of that arena to the other, I think he said it's got to be within two mils is the tolerance. So it's uh, and they do a lot of it by hand, uh, hand and laser. So uh, it'll be uh, it would be uh, a sequel. They, if you're interested in construction, uh, that would be a, an opportunity to go over there. And I'm not sure what date it is, but I believe it's 
February three, four, five, somewhere in there, I think, is when they're going to do it. But that's the perimeter for the the slab will be after early that. March. Yeah. Oh, is it going to go yeah, March? Yeah, it'll be. It takes them a full month and a half of preps. Uh, to get all that plastic yeah. pipe in line. Yeah, okay. so all the brine lines, all the rebar. Yeah. Right. So there'll be two pours. So the initial one, uh, early March, early February, and then the final one uh, would be early March. And so. Yeah. The uh, the doors are also on the back of the if the multiplex if you're by there was tarpaulins there for some time but I'm not sure who the contractor was that got the got the uh, I think it's overhead door so so there's actually doors on the, the building on the north end so uh, lots of uh, lots of progress and on the weekend uh, I was over at a, a hockey tournament and um, AGS was there all weekend um, and they've had uh, other contractors so uh, they're certainly putting the time in. So all the doors, that's a piece for them. Yeah. Yeah. Piece for Grand Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of regional. Well, they have a, they have a, they have an office here that's yeah. over by the Peace River School Division. I'm surprised you don't know that. It's right across the street from the bus garage, actually. Um, that's still in Peace River, Your Worship. Peace River. The Well, the the bus garage. Bus garage. Uh, just a quick note on. Uh, Thank you, Councilor Needham. It reminded me that I'm, I would like to plan another tour, but I'd like to plan it for a Saturday. Hopefully then I could capture uh, a few more council members, yourselves included, and our municipal partners. And I had tried last time to capture a couple of the uh, municipal partners who specifically couldn't make some of the daytime ones. So I'm wondering if a Saturday would work better. And I'll be floating around, I believe, one of the last Saturdays in February or the first in March as two options. And I would prefer uh, your input on prefer preference of those two dates so that I could accommodate those who haven't been yet. Like the second of March? Cur I believe it's the second as the Saturday. That's Correct. better than the ninth. Okay. Afternoons. Afternoons? Not too late. Mid, mid, early afternoon? Before or after one tea? One o'clock, ma'am. One o'clock. That sounds lovely. Okay. Yeah, you might want to do other things with your day. But this is, this is worth it, I'm telling you. It's pretty exciting. It gets better and better every time you go in, or I go in. Thank you. Okay, motion to accept the information. So moved. I don't think it's necessary. All in favor? Request for a decision, Rotary Gala event. Thank you very much, Your Thank you very much, Your Worship Council. Uh, for you, you have the um, RFD. Uh, what it is, it's the Mid-Spring Nights Fling Masquerade Ball. Uh, there is the poster and invitation officially attached to this. Uh, this year, they're uh, restored, and the date is April 13th. And uh, this year, Restorative Justice has been the uh, candidate uh, for their fundraising. The tickets are $100 each, and uh, there's a couple of recommendations. Uh, one that, or sorry, there's one recommendation, and that is to enable uh, members to attend the, the event. So I would move that um, councillors and mayor be en enabled to attend the April 13th Rotary Gala event. Okay. 
and, and what I would like is uh, if councilman says let me know who would like to attend and we will purchase tickets because uh, uh, they are $100 for them to get up right away. Okay. And just one other comment, it, it is intended to be a dress um, affair. Tim's in Edmonton that day too, or are you not? Fleetwood. Uh, request for decision C Septed Workshop. So, uh, Council, Your Worship, and Council, uh, before you is um, uh, an RFD concerning uh, Septed Training Proposal follow-up. Uh, Councillor Ford has uh, done a wonderful job of uh, speaking to many of our surrounding municipalities, and. Uh, getting a commitment uh, to fund this, and that was the direction that we had sent him off, and it's, uh, he did a good job. It's like, you no, know, you can only get him to work on some other projects like the, the arena. Hey, we got it made. I don't know what he did, but he, he, he did get quite a few of them to uh, contribute. Um, so with this, I'll turn it over to Councillor Ford, and he can talk a little bit about it, and then I'll do another RFD before you to um, basically also fund up to $2,500. Thank you, Mr. Parker. So, um, as of tomorrow, um, I'll be tomorrow. I'll be presenting to Northern Sunrise County, and this is also on the agenda for MDFPs at their council meeting tomorrow night. So, um, after discussing with everybody um, and all and all those presentations, I should have motions from including us uh, from six municipalities for the motion up to, but not exceeding twenty five hundred dollars. To support the uh, the SEPTED training coming up, uh, the only one that I'm waiting will be waiting on is Village of Berwyn, where uh, they had a misunderstanding with the program, so I phoned and talked to their CAO, so it's going back bef before their council again. And the town of Grimshaw was dealing with uh, uh, they were dealing through it through their budget process, which was either supposed to be finished last Wednesday or this Wednesday, so we'll soon have uh, an answer from them as well. But after speaking with uh, with their mayor, um, they'll be part of the uh, the host team to help us host these events in the region. So what does that mean in terms of So basically what we would be doing is is um, the, the original quote to put this program on was $10,000 plus expenses. So after speaking with, uh, uh, with Ms. McQuaig, um, if we got four municipalities to participate, then it would be $2,500 each to put the program on. But the motions we were asking from our surrounding neighbors was up to but not exceeding $2,500. So if we get all seven municipalities to participate, then that cost would uh, go down for each municipality. Based on what they pay, so if MDF piece comes in at $100, and the rest of us pay $2,500, they, they still get one, one seven off. 
Yeah, so so basically, like I say, what we've what we've done is we asked municipalities for up to but not exceeding twenty five hundred. I've got those motions from pretty much every municipality, including the village of Napa, has that has that motion uh, approved. Um, as far as the the costing goes, I did speak to uh, Director Town about that. As far as if if and when we get more. Uh, participants, how are we going to split those costs up? And uh, that's something Director Town would be would be working on based on like population-wise. Like Berwyn just had a review done, can't really afford that much, but to my understanding, they still want to participate. So if, whether they put in two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, it'll every little bit helps to put the program on. So you get to come up with another formula. <laughs> Good luck getting this group to agree on it. So I would have thought, so CNL is going to put in 2500 Their Their motion is up to, but not exceeding $2,500. NSC is $2,500? Northern Sunrise County. I will be presenting them to them, too, asking them for the same motion tomorrow morning at 11. MD-135? Uh, that's on their agenda tomorrow night at and 5. What do you think that they're going to come in at? I think I'll get the motion up to, but not exceeding. Oh, you think you'll get 2500 Well, there again, the motion's up to, but not exceeding, because if you get all seven municipalities I participate. They were going to pay 2500 Why? I just asked if they could pay 2500 If that's the way they word the motion, yes. So if you've got more of them already doing that, okay, another two come in for expenses at 2500 Shouldn't your recommendation be that Council not putting in. We've we've uh, we're the, the administrative burden of putting <laughs> this on. I think that's. Uh, but by the time this formula gets made, I mean, that's how much more time. Uh, can I can I make a motion? Yeah. I'll move that council provide up to twenty five hundred dollars, and not a penny more, in support. Set training event. Okay. All in favor? Thank you. <laughs> we could do this all night. I don't know. Can, formulas. Can we take a bio break? Uh, I think we're pretty well there. Reports. We're done. Yeah, I'll uh, take a recess. No, I wasn't there, but I'm chair. And so uh, this year, 2019, is the end of the contract. So expect some updates and some questions as to whether we're going to sign on again or not. Okay. Uh, is there anybody else up?
for a contract with you? Everybody is. All 17 or 19 or whatever it is in this county. Is that not like a risky way of doing things? Because <laughs> what if they all, let's say they all go to the same provider. Then that means there's no MMSA. That's what that means. Okay, there's a letter received from the village of Napa funding supports for SEPTED. So how much did the village of Napa put in? Up to, but not exceeding 2,500. <laughs> have we gone, have we talked about the arena? We should have like sent or on the arena app. Up to uh, letter dated January 14, 2019, from the Minister of Infrastructure regarding the airport. That's when we met with um, Sandra Jansen uh, concerning the airport, and, and uh, we actually met on a couple of different issues, and then that was one of the things, and uh, that we gave some follow-up information, and then she passed it on. And we actually met later on with O'Neill Parley too, the Minister of Agriculture and Forestry, who showed so much enthusiasm to our meeting. So that was a thanks, but no thanks for that? Yeah, kind of like, hey, we passed the buck again. Uh, January 15, 2019, Municipal Affairs, Municipal Action. Just for the record, Sandra has publicly now she's not seeking re-election either. So what is there a floor crossing? So every year there's uh, awards given out by the minister on uh, municipal excellence and the, the various categories that are down here: innovation partnerships, state community, small, uh, smaller municipalities, larger municipalities, outstanding achievement. Anyway, uh, there is a procedure if you wish to uh, 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 sub do a submission. Uh, it is uh, on the bottom part. It's just asking, hey, if you're interested in putting together a submission, go for it. Okay. So we're going to put it for the remuneration formula. <laughs> yes, sir. So this is a different one than, than we got the uh, award for for the. Um, Greg's way of doing yeah. budget stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's from GFOA on uh, Greg's. Yeah. This is this for the province itself. So you're the, the larger municipalities award is for municipalities with populations of 500,000 or greater that have a substantial resource. So Edmonton and Calgary just get an award because it's like, well, we got to give it to somebody. That's, that's nice. Maybe they'd make an award for a town that is exactly 6,841 people, too. And uh, yeah, see where we land on that. Lots of spunk. Well, you could, maybe you could open it up to between 6,825 and 6,800. Okay, a motion to uh, accept uh, information items 10.1 through 10.4 inclusive. There are none, Your Worship. Uh, Mac, the knife left the meeting, so we won't be able to give any to you. 
asking for any, any highlights or if he wants to set up a new attendees and there's no public to be had. So that takes us to gain camera. <coughs> Do we have a motion to gain camera? Okay. Thank you. Is that Mr. Scalhorn? Yes, you guys are new here at the board, all up here. Thank you. 